0: Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kick it off hour number two of the show.
1: Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio, Damon Cotton, your boy Q. Uh, Got Cover 3 coming up in just a minute. NFL news and notes of the day. Going to kind of scatter shoot across the league, hit you with the big headlines. Want to consistently make this a a feature and a segment on the show. But before I get to that, though, I do want to hit a couple of very patient listeners that are sitting on the Raider Nation listener line right now at 702-365-9200. Let's start with our guy Ruben right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Big Rube?
2: Hey, Q. How's it going, man? Glad to have you back from L.A. Yes, sir. uh, Just on Super Bowl thing. Well, actually, on Raiders.com, the YouTube stuff, you always in the background, Q. I noticed you in the background, and they're doing the interviews on Raiders.com on YouTube. But
1: oh, that's because <laughs> our booth was right next to each other, and I was walking back and forth. You know what's funny? Uh, I'm glad you brought this up. I average, when I look at my watch, I average about 4,000 steps a day. The whole week throughout the course of Radio Row, all the walking back and forth I did, I was averaging over 11,000 steps a day.
2: Yeah, I recognize you, man, because I saw that Raider Nation 920 swaggy hat on That's right. But but for the, the Super Bowl stuff, uh, my favorite moment really quick was uh when they did this when they brought up the Madden family, I noticed uh I'm pretty sure it's the grandchildren. They they all had they had a couple of them had a brand jerseys on. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that.
1: Yep, I saw and, that. That was awesome. Uh,
2: that was real that was really uh, awesome. And then with the halftime show, uh, when you're talking about Dre doing the the piano, I know there was a rumor going on or on social media whatever that there was supposed to be like a Tupac hologram thing going on. I really thought when Dre got on the keyboard, he was playing the, the beat to I Ain't Mad at You. Yeah, the, yeah. Because he was playing on the piano. Yep. So I thought that uh, Pop was going to come out on that. But, uh, you know, just a great. I mean, I grew up in that. That's my music and all that. But I'm surprised they didn't play nothing but a G thing, And That was like the that's like the first hit that took off, you know, with Dr. Drain and Snoop Dogg and whatnot. But, yeah. Other than that, that's all I got to say. Uh, you guys have a good day. Love the show as always, man. I can't wait for the next season. And go Raiders, baby.
1: Hey, great call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I was a little surprised they didn't do nothing but a G thing uh, as well. But uh, they, did a, they did a heck of a performance. And, yeah, I, I thought that, that I remember that uh, hologram uh, r- rumor that was floating around. as soon as I heard, I ain't mad at you, I thought, oh, here it comes. I'm actually kind of glad that they didn't. I was good with the ones that were there. I'm a Pac guy. Like, Pac is my dude. But I was kind of glad that they didn't do it. I didn't really need the hologram. I was, I, I, I was happy with what we saw. You know what I mean? I didn't need yeah. I didn't need any extras. Uh good call though. Uh Raider Mike, you're up next. What's on your mind? welcome to the show? What's up, my man?
3: Chillin' out of the hospital finally after nine days. Nice. And uh that was the second best Super Bowl show, halftime show I've ever seen. Um, Prince is still king. Right. He just tore that place apart in oh seven. Um favorite acts, I mean there's so many great ones. I kinda wish Gin and Juice was jacked out because they had gray and snoop there so that kind of disappointed me um i think it's a tie for me with eminem and mary j blige nice I mean, with you on her she killed it man she did I mean, she just she always killed it though mm-hmm. and, and does too so i i enjoyed every minute of it i mean i, I could not stop dancing in the middle of an irish bar on a beach so nice you know, and there, there was no brothers in this bar.
1: <laughs> you were the soul brother representing for us, man. You were was, representing
3: was, for us. I was the bleach soul brother. As, <laughs> as, as, having a good time. Um, but the Super Bowl was kind of disappointing to me. It was almost boring. Um, okay. I uh, And and now we can't say we, we're the only ones who win a title for L.A. anymore. Right. But that idiot did cronky. He doesn't know his history, comes in and says, finally, we bring a Super Bowl title here to Los Angeles. Yeah, I saw that. I heard that, yeah. What a moron. Know your history, dumbass. (laughs) So anyway, love the show, guys. And uh, you guys helped me get through that nine days of hell. Of pneumonia, So thanks for everything, guys. Hey, thank you.
1: Glad you're back and healthy, man. That's good to hear from. A great call. I'm glad you were getting your, your dance on uh, in the Irish bar, man. So good stuff. Definitely appreciate you. Now let's go ahead and jump right into Cover 3.
0: It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL news and notes of the day. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Now, I mentioned earlier in the show to start things off that Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL, uh, and it's unfortunate because it's the same knee that he had his ACL torn 16 months ago. So the guy is about to hit free agency, and boom torn ACL 16 months apart, and you saw it when it happened. Uh, Like I said, I was over at my buddy Jess's house, Jess and Jason's house, uh, watching the game, and as soon as it happened, as a guy that's torn his ACL twice, I looked and said, oh, that's ACL. Now, you could just tell the way that it buckled, and I hate that. I really hate that form. I thought Odell Beckham Jr. was on the way to being the MVP. He was balling out of control. Uh, I love the fact that he was able to come back after uh, his terrible exit out of Cleveland and really show his worth there in L.A. with the Rams. I was so happy for him I wasn't pulling for the Rams to win the Super Bowl but since they did they did win I was happy for him to be out there and be able to get that win and you could see by the emotions and the way he was crying how much it meant to him so unfortunate that he tore his ACL it's going to be a road to recovery but something I don't think that he won't be able to do he'll be able to do it but it's going to definitely affect him in free agency
4: also speaking of Stan Kroenke five billion dollars best stadium in the league according to some people get some grass out there because you saw a lot know, of – even man. the players – because yeah. the players think – if the players are going to say it, I feel like I can say it. Hey, get some grass. That doesn't happen if it's grass instead of the right. turf.
1: I love the fact that Allegiant Stadium has grass for the Raiders. I, I Honestly, if it was up to me, and I know it's not, I wouldn't have any stadium with, with turf. I just wouldn't. I, I think it's much better on the players. Uh, you want to talk about player safety? Go out there and play on grass. Go out there and play on grass. I love the fact that Mark Davis and the Raiders insisted on having the grass track inside Allegiant Stadium because, man, it's just – that much better on your body than that damn turf and it's we always see every year we see multiple injuries based off that turf and it's just it's unfortunate man it really is so um obj he'll be back he will there's no doubt about that he's a super bowl champ so it's going to make today a little bit easier but still knowing that he was that close to free agency and being healthy in free agency can you imagine if he went into free agency with the super bowl mvp on his on his belt man come on
4: i still he, think he's going back to the rams though i, I know he too. would
1: have that leverage I, yeah but I, I think agree. he's happy where he's at. I agree, as he should be. They know how to use him. They're not afraid to use him, and, and they just go for it. The one thing I'll say, and I, I've been very critical of Matt Stafford. It, it, everyone knows that. The one thing I'll say about him and the one criticism I have for Derek Carr, it didn't take them long to get on the same page. You know how Derek is very safe and wants to make sure that he trusts the wide receiver? Stafford, it might have cost him a couple picks. He went to him immediately. He didn't. He didn't wait until they got on the same page and they learned each other. He immediately started going that way, and look, he got picked a couple times. So I, I get what Derek's doing because he's trying to protect the ball, but sometimes, man, you got to let it rip and let that player on the other end be a player.
4: Also, real quick, I want to give Matt Stafford a little bit of credit on that game-winning drive, the no-look pass to Cooper Cup. I think that was one of those, I hate to say it like this, but if Patrick Mahomes does that, <laughs> it's leading the sports center. It's the number right. one play. People won't stop talking about it, and I've seen him get a little bit of love, but I just wanted to acknowledge it too. Like, games on the line, final drive, and you're going no-look. You know, that's ballsy.
1: Uh, it is. It is. And, and you got to give him a, a, a lot of credit. I'm still not impressed. Like, he's an elite quarterback. I still think Derek's up there, right there next to him. Like, I think that they could do the same uh, thing if the Raiders put enough talent around uh, around Derek and, and protect him. I think that they can do some re- – he could do some special things. I think he's shown that. Um, but but you got to give Matt Stafford credit. You know, he's a Super Bowl champ. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he's a Super Bowl champ. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, how about this Kyler Murray situation going on in Arizona? It's a strange uh, situation, man. I I started really paying attention to it on the drive to to L.A. when we were uh, headed from uh, Vegas to L.A. and started hearing rumblings about it and then actually got to hang out on Monday night with uh, a bunch of the locked-on guys, including Bo Brock, who covers the Cardinals. And he's like, oh, Q, is nothing. It's no big deal. You know, it's just a leverage play for some some money. But this situation, man, is starting to get a little bit more and more out of control as far as there's a lot of smoke behind this. So uh, Chris Mortensen, who has been covering the NFL for a very long time, tweeted out, The odd vibe between the Cardinals and Kyler Murray is indeed alarming. Murray is described as self-centered, immature, a finger-pointer. Murray is frustrated with the franchise and was embarrassed by the playoff loss to the Rams and think he's being framed as a scapegoat. Where is this headed? Despite the the acrimony, the Cardinals expect things to calm down, and Murray is their quarterback. Select veterans hope to reach Murray on how he handles adversity better. Coach Coach Cliff Kingsbury also is self-scouting where he can provide better alternatives for the quarterback. It just it seems really weird, and people are pointing the finger at, at Murray and talking about he calls his girlfriend at halftime. And then there's other people that cover the team that say those are all fo- false. It's a hit piece. Yeah, it, no feel, it feels just like it feels
4: like a, just a disrespectful piece, right? Yes. Who wanted this to get out right. that he does this and then and the other?
1: Right. And Sounds then like he's, a campaign. he's put out a piece that said, "Hey, you know, this is not who I am. Uh, I, I I'm here for all the teammates that have helped get me where I've I've been. And look, I know Kyler Murray when he was back in Texas when he was at Allen High School, and you know when he went to Oklahoma or not Oklahoma with went to Texas A and M first. There's some there's something to him being, I guess, possibly a little immature." At times, I could say that, but I don't think that everything that they're describing is real. I, I really don't. I feel like it's it, like you said, it's it's a forced piece that's being put out there, and it's unfortunate.
4: Trying to make him look bad, but hey, he's got it in his back pocket the A's. Call him up. He wants some real effort. No, he's not. You know, <laughs> I've heard
1: people say that, but there's no way at this point that he'd go to the A's. You know, and I thought that that was his his that was his bag. You know, top ten. Uh, draft pick in, in baseball, I thought that, that was his bag. I didn't think that he was going to even make it in the NFL. And he turns around and shows everyone, hey, look, I could be the number one overall pick. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know if what he does, the way he does it, is on the level of being able to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. I just don't know. You know, Not him don't.
4: combined with that, Coach.
1: Well, I agree with that. But just take him, his body of work alone. Can Can him... And the style that he plays, is that something that you can win a Super Bowl with? I don't know. I know he's a winner. He's got winning traits, but this is also the NFL.
4: Yes, but I feel like perfect situation because I feel like we saw that with Matt Stafford, number 1 pick, can you win with him? You put him in the perfect situation, you can get a win. If you swap him out, I right. think Kyle Murray wins a championship with the Rams if he's if he's their quarterback this season. Okay.
1: Well, that's that that who knows? Who knows where yeah, he might yeah, end up yeah, being the if, quarterback, if, but if, yeah. Okay. But, I do think that... You got confidence in Murray. Yes, of course. Okay. Sounds good. I like it. No, I, I do. I like it a lot. How about this? Adrian Peterson arrested on Sunday, and I hate this. I just saw him. On Radio Row, I think I saw him maybe a Thursday or Friday, but he gets arrested. He was on the airplane with his wife, and apparently they were in an argument, and he actually did a telephone interview uh, with Fox 26 Sports in uh, Houston today, and he said, I was literally mind-blown that they took me to jail. They were like, I'm sorry, Mr. Peterson, but because she had a scratch on her finger in the state of California, we have to take you in. He said they got in an argument on the plane. He grabbed her hand and took her ring off her finger, and apparently that caused a, a scratch on her finger, and the lady behind them that was sitting on the plane uh, apparently kind of gave him like a reenactment of what happened. And that was the reason why he, uh, he got arrested. And I mean, you just never want to hear that. And especially the headline, like he said, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. Adrian Peterson arrested on domestic violence. I mean, that's not what you want to hear. It was already bad enough when he got uh, arrested for punishing his kids. And then of course they put it out there, child abuse. And regardless of how you feel about the situation, I think those were kind of a stretch as far as the, as far as the, the wording goes, but I get it. I get it. I know someone's gonna text in right now. Like, you, you know what he did? To-. Look, man. I know things happen when when kids get punished. I get it. So I'm, I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. But I'll tell you, it's an unfortunate situation for Adrian Peterson. But uh, he did do that phone interview and said that that was what happened, and uh, he really couldn't believe it. And apparently, even the police said that, hey, because you're in California, you have to. We have to take you to jail. So
4: it's like that Kevin Hart joke where it's just like, hey, we got called. Right. Somebody's got to go to jail.
1: Right. Right. So we'll see what happens. He has a court date coming up and everything. I'm sure he'll find a way to, you know, work it out. But uh, just a situation that you don't want your name on the wrong end of that headline, right? So, and I just saw him on Radio Row. I mean, literally just saw him and and talked to him. Didn't get him on the air, but talked to him for a couple seconds. Uh, He comes from Palestine, Texas. So kind of familiar with Adrian Peterson. My final note here for Cover 3 NFL news and notes of the day. uh, I was pretty shocked by this. Hugh Jackson, you know, he's now at Grambling, former Cleveland Browns head football coach, former Raiders head football coach. Uh, he was in, in Cincinnati as the uh, OC. He's been in Baltimore as the OC. He's done a lot of things in the NFL. He is targeting Art Briles as the team's next offensive coordinator. That's what sources told footballscoop.com on Monday, Um, A deal is not in place yet, but the school hopes to make an announcement this week. And if that name, Art Briles, doesn't do anything for you, he was the Baylor head football coach when uh, the whole sex scandals type situation came out and the whole, you know, um, violence against women on campus situation came out and he ended up eventually getting fired as the head football coach there in, in Baylor. And, I mean, really no team has touched him. No college team has touched him. He went to Europe and coached. Then he was coaching at a high school. There in Texas for a while and he resigned and I thought he was going to get a job and he never got a job. And all of a sudden it looks like Hugh Jackson is gonna go ahead and step out there and and, and bring Art brows in as the offensive coordinator. And what I find interesting about this is when Hugh Jackson was in Cleveland and this situation with Art was still fresh, he had him there in Cleveland. He had him where wearing Cleveland gear and everything. And he had him basically calling offensive plays. I don't know if he was testing the water, like he wanted to bring him in as the OC at that point, but it was just it was way too fresh. There was way too many people talking about that situation, so it basically just went away. But by me seeing that he's trying to bring him into Grambling now as the offensive coordinator, obviously there's interest there. Obviously, whatever he was trying to do when they were in Cleveland, he was trying to do. He was trying to get him to to be on that staff, and it didn't work out. Uh, They just weren't having it. But it looks like this is going to be the first time that he's going to be a college coach in any capacity since the situation shook out at Baylor. So that's something to pay attention to. I want to see how the folks there at Grambling – like accept that, or they don't accept it, cause man, I'll tell you that name Art Broussard. That's like, that's like adding gasoline to the fire, man. It just all of a sudden it just burns. Yeah,
4: cause you said it. and I'm like, don't do it, Hugh. Just, just, just leave him I'm alone. Telling you, it's one of those like I know everybody deserves a second chance, but he's 66 years old. Just ride right off into the sunset, man. I know you love coaching. I'm sure he does. It's his identity to be a football coach. But man, you you got too much baggage.
1: He is a fantastic football coach, no I, doubt about I, it. He is. We he saw is all those a, Baylor results. He is a fantastic offensive mind, but man, you're right. That's a that's 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 taking that's taking your chances. You know that really, is. especially with Hugh Jackson getting an opportunity finally to be a head coach again. And then all of a sudden, the, the offensive coordinator that you want to hang your hat on is Art Riles. That has, like you said, all that baggage. And I'm not saying, as a guy who covered Baylor at that time, I'm not saying all that was on him. I'm not saying that it was all his fault. Yeah, somebody definitely needed to be the fall guy. Yeah, he, no, he was the fall guy because his name was bigger than Baylor. His name was huge. I mean, they literally had murals on the side of the, the road in Waco for him because he was so big. But with that being said, his name is still attached to it. I don't know how he's going to be received there at Grambling if they do absolutely go through and seal the deal and he becomes offensive coordinator. But trust and believe your boy is going to be paying attention to that situation going on with the Grambling Tigers, Hugh Jackson, and potentially Art Bryles, as offensive coordinator. So that's what I got for you for Cover 3 NFL news and notes of the day. Raider Nation, I still want to hear from you. Uh, I have a couple questions that I had thrown out there to you. In the spirit of Valentine's Day, name one player you'd like to see the Raiders marry and one player you'd like to see them break up with. And then also, as far as halftime shows and in Vegas, who do you think, now that you've seen that that, that hip-hop show, that I never thought we'd see a hip-hop show at the halftime of a Super Bowl, but now it's there, is there any other artist that you could think of? It doesn't have to be hip-hop. It could be any artist you want that you think would be good for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Hit me up and let me know about that. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. Radio Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. When we come back, got to talk about the Madden Memorial Tributes going on at the Oakland Coliseum. It kicks off at 530 just when Wendy's on her way to it. We'll talk about it ourselves. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 3.30, our good friend Faven K, Fox 5 News in the
1: morning. She'll join the show to talk about some of that California love. Talk about that halftime performance at Super Bowl 56. Talk about the electricity at SoFi Stadium. Get her thoughts as someone that was there at the game. I was not at the game. I was back here in Las Vegas and boy, I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> I'm telling you like it looked like a really good game. It looked like the halftime show was exciting, but man, I was so tired. No BS. When me and Jared rode back from LA on Friday night, we left on Friday night. We got back on Saturday morning. <laughs> okay? No joke. We left uh, let's see. We got off the air. Vinny got off the air at 6. By the time we got all the equipment to the car, hit the highway, and started riding. Oh, no. We, we hit the highway for a quick second. Jared left his keys at the Airbnb. So we doubled back to the Airbnb to see if we can get his keys. He couldn't get them. So we had we had dinner right there next to the place so we could let the traffic die down. So we probably left L.A. about 8.30, maybe 9, right? dog. I got about... I don't know, 45 minutes up the highway, and all of a sudden, every emotion from the whole week kicked in, and I just was drained. I was just absolutely drained. I told I looked at Jared, and I was like, dog, I'm tired. I, ain't, I, ain't, I, I mean, and I never do that. I'm normally like, I'm good, but I was like, dog, I'm tired. I can't do this. I stopped and got a Red Bull.
4: I, stopped, I was just about to ask you this. Because you care about your car so much, Yes. would you have switched if you got that tired? Oh they no, Jared, Jared, <laughs> Jared
1: told me that Jared told me that he was This is what is weird about Jared. But I mean there's a plenty that's weird about Jared. But he told My me man. he's not good at driving an automatic. Normally people would say I'm not good at driving a stick. He said I'm not good at driving an automatic. So when he told me that, I felt like that was a prerequisite to yeah, Q, don't ask me to drive. I'm not that guy. So I got a Red Bull, I got a five hour energy, I got a rock star. All this was, you know, a- along the way. And I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. So finally, I was like, the hell with this. So I just pulled over to a truck stop. No joke. Pulled over to a truck stop, the place I said I'd never in my life stop at because weird things happen at truck stops. I said I was not going to do that. But your boy pulled over to a truck stop, and I just let it I let it burn. Like Usher did, let it burn. I let that thing burn, man. I don't even know if I really got any legit sleep because strange things happen at truck stops, and I didn't want to be a victim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just keep looking over yeah, the Yeah, Yeah, I kept my head on a swivel. And then finally, Jared was snoring so loud that I just was like, all right, I'm just going to keep it pushing. And then I did, and I was good. Like the whole way, I had no problem after that. But I literally had to pull over for about 30, 45 minutes at least on the side of the road, just, or not on the side of the road, a truck stop, just chill. And then I got on the road. And so I, when I got back into Vegas, and I finally dropped Jared off at his mama's house because he didn't have keys to his own house. So I had to drop him off at his mama's house, which is all the way across town. I know. And I'm in Hendo. I'm in Henderson. Woo! Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I would have dropped, nah, bro, you got to work something now. Right, exactly. So I had to drive all the way there. and But, you know, it's like, hey, okay, I got you.
4: That's almost like a whole nother hour.
1: Yeah, you know, it was, basically. So by the time I got back to my house and actually laid my head down on my pillow after unpacking and everything, it was 4.30 in the morning. It was 4.30 in the freaking morning, Saturday morning. And then I got up at 8.30 to go get my haircut, which I did get my haircut, by the way. Shut and Jared
4: up. had that remote at 11 a.m. And, he, and I, went I, go, I went to go see him over at Twin Peaks. I was like, let me go see I him. I
1: felt bad for him because I was like, he's not used to this, you know, turning around real quick. If Jared don't get some sleep, Jared might not ever wake up. So I had to, like, literally text him, hey, man, are you awake? Are you ready? Are you? And he's like, yeah, I'm on my way. I I'm
4: did awake. a little bit of the MC for him. Good.
1: <laughs> Good. Good, brother. I think he needed it. It was an adventure for sure, but we made it work. Uh, real quick text from uh, – Who's this from? Fargo Raider it says Q and Demon. Fargo Raider again. As far as performances for the Super Bowl, with the recent passing of Mexican regional music legend, I'd like to see a remaining legend, Marco Antonio Solis. All my Raider Rasa know what time it is. Realistic choice with Vegas being international city. Why not Drake and Weezy F? Just win, baby. Hey, I like I like the uh, Marco Antonio Solis. I don't know who he is, but I like the sound of him. He'll bring all the ladies to the party. If you haven't guessed by now, I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy that, hey, I'll go to any party where the ladies are at. That's why Pitbull is one of my favorite dudes, because I'll tell you what, there's not a Pitbull concert or an event that you've ever gone to where there ain't the ladies there. I will promise you. One of my favorite parties I ever went to was a Ricky Martin house party in L.A. It was a, it was a mansion party in Ricky Martin. And we all know that Ricky Martin ain't worried about what I'm worried about. But I'll tell you, <laughs> it was a fun party to be at, brother. It was a lot of fun because the ugliest girl was a good-looking girl.
4: All right, it's 3.28. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: I'm just saying. Trying to focus here. Coming up next, Faven K, Fox 5 News. She'll join us to talk about the atmosphere at SoFi Stadium. And we still got to get into uh, the Madden tribute that's going on at 5.30 at the Oakland Coliseum. I want to let you know the speakers that are going to be set to take the stage around 5.30. But Faven K, she's up next here on Unnecessary Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920
0: the brightest stars in the nba shine in cleveland ohio for all-star weekend catch the nba all-star game sunday with our coverage beginning at four on espn las vegas billshappen.com Bills happen. so when you need extra cash go to billshappen.com las vegas the glow of the strip the world-class food and entertainment the basketball the mountain west returns march 6 through 12 as the thomas and max center welcomes back you the fans get your tickets now at UNLBTickets.com. News 3
5: today, the best way to start your morning.
6: I'm Kim Wagner.
0: And I'm Dana Wagner. And just like you, we're Nevadans. What matters to you matters to us. Kim and Dana
5: Wagner bring you breaking overnight news and the top local and national stories of the day. Plus, get traffic and weather together. I'm Kelly Curran. Count me in to give you your forecast
6: every 10 minutes. And travel times so you get to work on time. Start your day with News 3 today. Weekday mornings from 4 to 7. Hey Vegas Clay Baker here with you and of course with New Year's resolutions there's one that you don't want to forget and that's getting Zero Res into your home to clean all the dirt and all the nasty little bits that you brought inside during the holiday now is the time, the perfect time to give your home that refresh that reset and take care of all the little cleaning jobs that you told yourself you were going to do later, well do it now call Zero Res today at 702 840-3333 because nobody cleans like Zero Res, they have revolutionary ZR our cleaning technology easily the most powerful cleaning system available and that uses zero detergents zero toxic chemicals zero dirt attracting residue that's why your carpets come back to life i trust them in my home and so should you call now for zero res and ask for the clay baker special you can also go online to zero las vegas.com minimums apply so
5: clean carpet Zero Basic C E R O R E Z. Call eight four oh three three three
1: three. What does it mean to be a raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a raider?
2: Man, being a raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the just a helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about.
0: Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. SoFi
1: Stadium was the scene. Super Bowl 56. The Rams top Cincinnati 23 to 20. It was a fun, fun game to watch on TV. I'm sure it was a fun event to be at. And we're going to find out about that right now here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920, as our good friend Faven K. She was in attendance, and she's from Fox 5 News in the morning. And, Faven, uh, thank you so much for your time. I know that since you were at the game last night, you've got to be just a little bit tired at this point right now. Uh,
5: that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> that is an un- you know I love you because I said let I set my alarm just to make sure I woke up for you because I am exhausted I've been in the bed since I got off this morning but have, it was worth it totally worth it
3: I
1: have no doubt about that and I do appreciate you uh for doing that for <laughs> us here on the show but I saw that you were there and I just had to get your your thoughts on it what was the electricity like when that kickoff happened to kick off that game on Sunday
5: it was incredible I mean obviously you know I'm a true Southern Californian Uh, when I moved here three and a half years ago it was my first time living outside of California so just to see that energy and to see you know the big game in our backyard was incredible
1: I doubt I I don't doubt that you know and again it looked like a a whole lot of fun and uh, of course uh, the stadium is beautiful SoFi Stadium Uh, what what was your what was your overall feeling from the people that were around you what were they you know talking about throughout the course of the game and how excited were they to be there at SoFi?
5: People were so excited. I mean, I met, you know, fans from all over. There were, you know, I was sitting next to some Dallas Cowboy fans that said that they mm. just wanted to come because, you know, it was Super Bowl and they didn't care either way who won. So I think I was sitting with a group of people that was just there for the game, not necessarily. Bengals fans, Rams fans, so it was fun because we were just enjoying a good game. Right. No pressure.
3: <laughs> right.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Look, Cowboy fans, they had to go to some Super Bowl because they know they're not getting to one anytime soon. So they <laughs> exactly, exactly.
5: <laughs>
1: I had to fire that shot. Why not? But uh, no, I wanted to ask you since it was the Rams and it was the Bengals, and I know that you're a, a, a diehard Raider fan. Uh, were you Were you okay with the outcome with the Rams coming out with the victory?
5: It was. You know it. It was shocking because obviously, you know, for a little while there, I was like, wait, are the Rams going to lose? And obviously there was, if you were in Los Angeles this weekend, there, you, everywhere you went, it was Rams, a city, like you couldn't escape it. So I think there was so much riding on that game for the city. And um, it, you know, I'm glad they won because it, it just, it means a lot to LA. I think there's there's been so many losses there, a lot of legends, obviously when we lost Kobe, Um, and so, you know, it was just nice to have something to celebrate there in Los Angeles.
1: Right, and I I didn't really have a dog in the hunt, I was kind of going, I was going for Cincinnati just because they were the underdog, and and why not let them go win, but uh, I had no problem with the Rams winning, I was actually happy for Odell Beckham Jr. uh, who got hurt in the game towards ACL, but I was happy for him, because he just seemed like that guy that everyone kind of wrote him off, and then all of a sudden here he was, and you were there watching the game, if, if he hadn't got hurt, he might have ended up being the MVP of that game.
5: Absolutely. I agree. I agree. So, you know, as he recovers um, during the off season, at least he knows that, you know, they're, they're the NFL world champs. So, right. it, it it would have been horrible had they lost, and here he is, you know. Spending the off season, recovering, and just angry at the same time.
1: So. Right, and then having to go into free agency as well. It makes it a lot better when you have a ring on it, right? So, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we're talking right now with Fave and K here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio, nine twenty. Now, I really got to get to uh, the main, the main course, in my opinion of the of the game, which was the halftime show. Your tweet said, "I'm only here for the halftime show." Uh, you're a West Coaster, <laughs> you know. I'm a West Coaster. What did you think of that? That whole performance that happened.
5: I mean, you know, obviously for for us, if you grew up, you know, fans of any of those artists, it was just an epic moment, let alone to get that many superstars on the same stage at the same time. Um, So for me, of course, I'm like, I think it was the best halftime show ever. Um, But I think that's one of those statements that's pretty fluid right it depends on who you love as an artist so it's like i don't expect everyone to agree with me (laughs) because that might not be your taste in music and that's fine um but for me i i literally my sister said i was corny because i told her i almost cried i was like i was so overwhelmed with emotion i almost cried just to see that happening live i was just so thankful to be able to witness that
1: right and that's that was kind of my thing and i was telling demond that i was shocked that A hip hop act or a hip hop show like that was even allowed to be played at the NFL uh, at the Super Bowl. How surprised by that fact that it was a hip hop show?
5: Well, I'm not really surprised because I think it's long overdue. I mean, if you look at the music charts, uh, you know it's very clear that hip hop is very popular. It dominates the charts. So there's, you know, the fact that it took this long, I think to me is what's most shocking. Um, It's also surprising to me how upset. people that aren't fans of hip-hop are. Uh, We actually had a woman call on the station today wanting us to help her get the number to the NFL because she wanted to complain about how, quote, disgusting the halftime show was. And I was appalled because I'm like, that is the exact opposite of how me and my friends feel. But this woman was outraged. So um, that's what was shocking to me was just to see how many people were so upset about it. But again, you know, to each his own, but yeah, that, that, that I think, and, you know, I oftentimes wonder if we weren't in this, uh, social climate that we're in right now, right. if that would have been the case. But yeah, I mean, you, you see my tweets. There were so many people that were upset that I said that it was the best halftime show <laughs> right. ever. I'm like, that's my opinion. It's not a fact. Right. It's my opinion. So That's wild.
1: Um, that but is it was crazy. fantastic. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, know, that, I know.
5: I know. I know. I, in my world, everyone loved it. But, you know, again, if you didn't, that's fine. <laughs> so I, I can't say that I've loved every halftime performance I've ever watched. So, you know, we right. like to keep our opinions to ourselves when we don't agree, right? Not everyone does that these days. So.
1: <laughs> I guess. You know, but it's, it's crazy because you're right. There's been halftime shows that I wasn't a fan of, but I didn't go out there and be like, I need the, the number to, to the NFL. NFL. This is we're yeah, done with this. That's big hater energy right there. <laughs> I mean, you got to go out of your way. That's that's really that's a, that's a lot of work. I mean, I don't even I don't even have time for all that. That's <laughs> man.
3: You'd be
5: surprised. You'd be surprised. So you know, kudos to the NFL. Um, I, I feel like it was it was actually long overdue, and I, I hope we're not waiting, you know, another 10, 20 years before we see something like that again.
1: No, I agree. I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Fave and Kay from Fox 5 News here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got a question for you.
4: All right, you already said it was the best halftime show ever, but from the artists that were there, what was the one song that you wish they would have played?
5: Oh, I mean, that's the one thing I think I was, if I had a complaint that it wasn't long enough. I mean, I'm a huge Mary J fan. So she could have picked any, any, any of her hits. And I would have been happy Snoop. Obviously there wasn't enough. There wasn't, I, we needed more. And I think that is indicative of how good the show was. I just give me more. Um, Dr. Dre, when are we going to see him perform live again? I can't even remember when he hit the stage last. So, um, M and I've never watched M and M perform live, so that was incredible. I just wish we got we would have had a little bit more.
1: <laughs> right. If we could have had a concert and let a football game play in the intermission of it, that would have been cool too. <laughs> you know. So.
5: Exactly. Exactly. So it was great. Um, SoFi Stadium, that was my first time there. Nice. And, you know, obviously I love Allegiant. I am always bragging about how great it is. And SoFi was great, but I have two things to say. First, they they need more signage. It took an hour to find my seats, and mm-hmm. it was absolutely insane. Two, we were sweating bullets before the game started, and I've never sweated inside a Legion. And I know, you know, especially preseason, early in the season, we had triple-digit heat days. So, right. so bye. Come on, do better.
1: I'll tell you what. I'm glad you mentioned the signage. I really am because I've said it before. I went to the Raiders and and Rams preseason game and I got so lost walking around that damn place because it's you're right. I mean, you walk and then all of a sudden you hit a glass wall and you either have to go downstairs or you have to go out and up and around. It's like you got to go through. It's like you're a mouse in a damn maze. It's it's incredible.
5: I was I was so frustrated. I said, I mean, I you know I I think I know how to follow instructions. I just wish there were some instructions for me to follow. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get to my seat. So, um, but other than that, you know, obviously a gorgeous stadium, and you know, I know that the folks who will be putting on Super Bowl Fifty Eight here in Las Vegas come twenty twenty four were there in Inglewood checking out the lay of the land and you know, kind of getting ideas of what works, what doesn't work, and how they can make, you know, Super Bowl in our city even better. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they took back and and, and what they plan on doing with what they learned this weekend. Right,
1: absolutely. Well, do you have any idea? I know it's fresh still, but do you have any idea who you think would be a really good halftime show for Super Bowl 58?
5: Goodness gracious. I think... It would be interesting because I think what, you know, Los Angeles did is they catered to Southern California. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you think about Las Vegas, we're still on the West Coast. So it would be interesting um, if I would love to see, you know, like Imagine Dragons. I'd love to see them. Mm -hmm. They're our, you know, hometown band and they're incredible. And to see some bands and artists that are from vegas get that national spotlight that would be great for me
1: yeah no that would be good that really would be i didn't think about them but that that would be good i, I just i'm i can't imagine now that they did such an epic show right there at sofi what they could possibly do at Allegiant to top it but i know that they're working on it and they're going to work on it all the way up until you know, super bowl I, 58 I,
5: if they brought together you know the best residency artists that we've had you know to take the top five i mean that would be epic you know Could you imagine seeing Celine Dion, maybe Mariah Carey and, you know, Brittany all on the same stage? So that that would be an interesting take. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, we will. We will. But real quick, I got to go back to Mary J. Blige, because that was the one I talked about all week on Radio Row. I just want to see Hurt Mary and Faven. We saw Hurt Mary out there. She she performed her ass off. I mean, she really Uh, worked her tail off. What did you think of just Mary? You're a big Mary fan.
5: A huge, you know, Mary's just timeless, and, you know, I feel like I've grown up with Mary. I remember, you know, I listened to her when I was in high school and and growing up, so I feel like I've been through all the stages of womanhood with her, and you can relate. So (laughs) um, we we obviously want Mary to be happy, but there's, you know, uh, hurt Mary's undefeated, and she's just so authentic, so real. She's always stayed so true to herself, and, you know, if you're someone like me that didn't grow up in the best part of town, and, you know... Uh, To see someone like her, also, she was kind of inspiration for a lot of us to see that, hey, you can make a better way and thrive. So I love Mary. I could go on and on and on, but yes, uh, I love her, you know, on Ghost, uh, as a who knew that Mary was such a fantastic actress at the same time. So,
1: yeah, she's fantastic. It's always
5: nice to see the (laughs) legends show that they still got it. And Mary, still has it
1: will always have it <laughs> man when she dropped her body like it was a mic drop moment I almost lost it I almost yeah. lost it uh, I thought that I, I was like you know what maybe I should try that sometime when I have a really good show but I think I'd hurt myself so I'm not gonna do all that but man Mary killed it she uh she absolutely killed it it was a hell of a show and uh, I thought it was a hell of a game and of course now the season has come to a close and we're in the off season and well a couple short seasons we'll be talking about the Super Bowl right here in our backyard at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas well Favin, what do you guys what do you guys got uh, going on in the morning uh, for Fox 5 News that we should be on the lookout for?
5: You know, just obviously getting the city excited up next for Vegas is the NFL draft in yep. April. And, you know, now that Governor Sislak has dropped the mask mandate, I think, for us, is just getting uh, the city back excited about what we have going on. You know, my co-anchor, Dave, who was born and raised here in Southern Nevada, um, it's always so fun to hear him talk just about how far Vegas has come. So every day, I can't tell you how many emails we get about different events being held here Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just trying to figure... And for us, we get so excited, not so much because, oh my God, we get to host these events, but the money that it brings to our local economy. We have so many incredible small business owners here and they suffered so much during the shutdowns and during the pandemic. So to see them, thriving again and trying to get back on their feet is, is our number one goal. And how can we help push the city forward?
1: Right. No doubt about it. Well, you guys do a fantastic job uh, in the morning. We do appreciate all your efforts and I appreciate you uh, making some time for me this afternoon. I know you want to get back to that nap, so I'm gonna let you go ahead and do that, but thank you so much for your time.
5: If you are, if you are in Las Vegas, please, please, please go to T-Mobile before 7 PM. Um, We have teamed up with our local um, emergency response personnel, Metro, Las Vegas Fire, Clark County Fire. Donate blood. Uh, there's such a shortage of blood supply, especially during the pandemic. So it's called the Battle of the Badges. You can go donate blood on behalf of your favorite badge and tune in tomorrow morning to see who won. Is that only going on?
1: Is, is that, that only November today?
5: Yes, it's only today. Ah, oh,
1: dang it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to hustle over there before <laughs> before I get going then. That's what I'm going to have to do. As soon as I get off the air, I'm going to hustle on over there, and I encourage anyone else to do that as well. So I'm glad you dropped that for us. Uh, thank you so much for that information. We'll make sure that we shout it out thank a couple you. more times.
5: Thank you so much, Q. You guys are doing a great job, and uh, we'll still be tuning in during the off season. <laughs>
1: All right. Appreciate you, Fave, and Have a good one.
5: Thank you too. Bye,
1: guys. See ya. There she goes. Faven K. Fox Five News on Twitter at Faven underscore K. And I didn't I didn't realize that about the uh, the the blood uh, donation and that's that's important, man. It really is. So we got to make sure that we we do that and take care of our community as they attempt to take care of us. Three forty six is the time. We'll come back. We'll hit up the uh, Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. We got some good text messages. Plus, we'll give you a rundown of what's going to happen at the Oakland Coliseum about five thirty for the Madden Tribute. I think I'll probably uh, hang here a little bit longer. I don't know if Vinny's going to be right on time, but that's all right. We got plenty of things to work about and talk about. We'll do it all next here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
3: There's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted, but we were a team. and That's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family, except you get to hit each other but you have to stick together. Do that. You'll be
0: fine. Thanks, Mr. Madden. Welcome back. back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 3.49
1: is the time. Many thanks to Fave and Kay for joining us in the last segment talk about her experience at SoFi Stadium. Super Bowl 56. I'll tell you right now, that was one of the better Super Bowls to be at. I've been to a couple. Obviously, I haven't been to all of them. I've been to a couple. And neither one... Well, no, you know what? The 49ers and the Chiefs one was, was a really good one. A game that I thought the 49ers really should have won, but Jimmy G couldn't hit Emmanuel Sanders wide open. Couldn't hit him. Kansas City ends up winning that game. But the other one I went to was the Rams and, and the Patriots in Atlanta. And that was a terrible game. That was awful. One, it was super cold in hot Atlanta. It was super cold. No reason for that. We were staying in the hood...
4: Whose fault was that?
1: Not mine. It wasn't mine. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't mine, brother. So funny, you know. We we the radio station I was at. We did uh, we uh, we, we did uh, Airbnb, right? Just like we did Airbnb this time. And it looks like, you know, sometimes in the pictures they they look a little different than than where you're really at. And my guy that was that was with me, the the guy Paul, who actually set it all up. He didn't know very many parts of Atlanta, and I'm never claimed to be the guy who knows the ATL real well. But I do know certain landmarks in the ATL. So when I hear Bankhead, I know what that means. Bankhead. Exactly. Exactly. So he thought that we were going to the other. It's not Bankhead. It's it's something else that sounds similar to that. But it's a nice part of town, right? It's a really nice part of town. Bankhead clearly is not. We get in the car. We're riding headed to Bankhead, and I didn't know where we were going. I just knew that we were going to the Airbnb, and as the guy is driving and driving and driving, I'm sitting in the back of the, the car, and I start laughing. And dude's like, what are you laughing for? And I was like, Doc, we're in Bankhead. And so, like, what does that mean? I go, you ever listen to T.I.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, look around, man. We ain't in Disneyland. You know what I mean? I was like, it ain't the friendliest part of town. I said, I'm, I'm cool with it. But y'all might not be, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a chameleon, man. I can blend in. I'm good. I'm straight. This is right in my alley. But y'all might be, you know, out of the loop. So anyway, the, the Uber driver starts laughing as we get closer because the street that we were on, straight hood. I mean, straight hood, dog. I mean, there was a pink daycare across the street from us. There was another house that was like just condemned there. I mean, it was just, it was straight hood. And then all of a sudden you look at the house we're staying at and it's one of those that has been re you know, um, redone, you know, gentrification and everything. So it looked nice, but it didn't look nice in the neighborhood. So, but it was us, you know, it was like three of us hanging out at the Airbnb. It was cool. Maybe he got a great deal on it. I mean, he got a decent deal, I think, but it was so funny. Oh, hold on. getting Buckhead. Yeah. Wally. Thank you, Wally. Buckhead is the nice area. Bankhead is not. He thought we were going to, to Buckhead, but we were not. So anyway, this dude, was he would like to, he liked to run every morning, you know, as his workout to get, his, get the blood flowing. And the dude told him, the guy that was driving the car said, because he said, hey, I should be able to drive, you know, like run around in the morning, right? Like, just run. He goes, in this neighborhood, if you're running, they think you've done something wrong. He's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be running in the morning if I were you. And he's like, oh, okay. He's just trying to scare me. So the very first night we were there, he wakes up the next morning, early in the morning, and he go and he decides he wants to run. My man ran all the way up to the stop sign, and all of a sudden he heard woo woo woo, pop pop, and ran his ass right back to the house. It was like, well, ain't gonna do that for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time we're on Radio Road, uh, we're talking to people like Jamal Lewis that's from the ATL. We're talking to guys like uh, Evander Holyfield who are from the ATL. I mean, all these. Athletes that come from Atlanta, we're talking to, and they're like, where are you staying at? I said, oh, we're in Bank Canada. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would you go there? And I was like, well, I'm good. It's those cats that got to worry about something. And he's like, yeah, 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 you should be straight. But those guys, they look like they're – they look like – he who was it? I we think call it was, that a lick. I think I think it was Jamal Lewis who said they look like the police, Uh, they planted them. They they look like – so so – I wouldn't hang out outside too much because everyone in the neighborhood is going to think that, that y'all just got planted in that neighborhood. And I was like, "Well, oh, not me. He's like, no, you're good. But they, they got a problem. So. <laughs> but our Airbnb was straight, man. Our Airbnb was straight. We had a good-looking spot. You'd have been proud of our spot, man. We looked cool. We really did. But I did want to tell you about the Madden Memorial Service. I've been talking about it a little bit. I do believe I'm going to hang out a little bit longer. I don't think Vinny Bonsignore is going to be able to sign on at 4 o'clock. So what we're going to do is we're going to play our James Jones interview from Friday. We'll play that to kick off the next hour of the show. But going on at 530, starts at 530, the Memorial for John Madden at Ring Central Coliseum. Of course, that's the Oakland Coliseum. These are the names of the people that are going to be there. Steve Mariucci is going to basically MC the whole thing. Of course, he's a former NFL head coach, works for NFL Network, close friends with Coach Madden. So that's going to be awesome. Art Shell. Hall of Fame player and coach. He's going to be speaking. Leslie Visser, Hall of Fame broadcaster. She's not already in the Hall of Fame. She should be. She is fantastic. That's one of those interviews that I usually get on Radio Row that's great. I love uh, listening and talking to Leslie Visser. Matt Millen, former Oakland Raider linebacker, GM of the Lions. Uh, He does broadcasting as well. We all know who Matt Millen is. Uh, That's a big-time one. How about Coach Ron Rivera, Washington football team head coach? He was there on Radio Row in L.A. I didn't get to talk to him, but, man, Ron is going to be there speaking on Coach Madden. Stan Bunger, former KCBS radio news anchor, he's going to be sp- speaking on Coach Madden. Here's one for you. Andy Reid, KC's head football coach, he's going to be there speaking on Coach Madden. And then Mike Madden, Son of John and Virginia Madden. As a matter of fact, speaking of Mike Madden, I believe we have a little bit of sound uh, from the other night, the NHL honors, the NFL honors, excuse me. Uh, here's Mike Madden, son of John and Virginia, speaking about Coach Madden.
0: Say the name John Madden, and almost everybody has a story. Everybody has a connection. Might have to do with his video
4: game, or you might have been there on a night when this thing pulled up to a diner in Kearney, Nebraska. Dad was genuine, genuine to everyone he ever met, and most importantly, genuine to himself. He always did what he wanted to do, the way that he wanted to do it. I think that's part of the reason so many felt that connection. And while my brother Joe and I have to be considered his biggest fans, we've learned the past several weeks that we certainly are not alone.
1: So there it is right there. That's uh, Mike Madden right there, son of John Madden, and uh, one of the people that will be speaking, one of the many people that was speaking this evening at 5.30 at the Madden Memorial. And the thing about it is what we're going to do here on Radio Nation Radio 920, I believe at 5 o'clock on Wednesday, we're going to air the Madden Memorial in its entirety, or the, at least the majority of it. We're going to air right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So you can look forward to that Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Just a little bit of a, a tip of the cap to Coach John Madden. Coming up going to kick off another hour of Unnecessary Roughness, the first hour in the huddle, and you'll hear that conversation that we had from Radio Row on Friday, myself and James Jones here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Well, I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Kicking off hour number
1: three of Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And I say I'm kicking off the hour. I'm not sure how long this hour is going to last, but it might go the whole hour long. It might go, I don't know, 30 minutes. I'm not too sure. But we're going to navigate through the waters as Vinny's on his way back from L.A. His flight got pushed back a little bit, so I know he had to – I think he landed. I think he's officially in Las Vegas, and he's getting his bags and hustling over to the house and trying to get – get ready to, to knock down the rest of the show or knock out the rest of the show. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm here to hold it down. So the good thing is we got plenty to talk about. There is still uh, the Raiders' odds to win the Super Bowl next year. I haven't got to that yet, so I'll try to do that after you hear this conversation I had on Friday with former Packer wide receiver, former Raider wide receiver, and current NFL Network analyst James Jones. Back here on Radio Row, and I'm with NFL Networks and longtime wide receiver in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, James Jones. How you doing, James? I'm good,
7: man. I'm just hanging, man. You know, getting a chance to catch up with all y'all, man, and mingle. That's it. Yeah, hey, nothing wrong with that. I like that uh, that, that Rebels hat that you got oh, on there. Oh, man, you can't be putting me on blast. I ain't mad
1: at We're in Vegas. I ain't mad. We're in Vegas. Saying? We represent
7: yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, man, I mean, I, I represent for my dog, Coach Marcus Arroyo. Yeah. Man. He's my guy, man, extremely happy for him and what he got going on over there, man. So, yeah, he hooked me up with some Street gear man so he's got know, a, a nice little recruiting yeah, class yeah. i mean he, he's got
1: he's putting some pieces together hey,
7: man he's a guy that you want to play for when you walk in talk to him and you know all his experience the guys that's on his staff and just seeing seeing what he has done he, you go you're gonna want to play for
1: him let me ask you this because i with all the 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 nil now and, and yeah. how you can incentivize and and players can get paid basically you know wish I could play back. Right, right. I mean, how would that have been for recruiting for you, and especially if you're coming like a place like Vegas? Yeah, no,
7: I mean, it would be huge. I mean, right when you walk up in there, you know, they like, hey, man, you come here, man, you got this type deal, this type deal, make this type money. I mean, shoot, who don't want to make money to play football, you know? So I think that's big, especially in a market like Vegas. There's so many opportunities. I mean, who don't want to play football in Vegas and be able to, you know, all the stuff that they have going on in Vegas. So, I mean, it's definitely a bonus for them, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to have that. I think you'll get some players in there and be able to get them some sweet deals, man, to be able to come. And like I said, man, Coach Arroyo is just beyond all the NIL deals and all that. Right. He's one of those guys that you'll want to go to bat for and play he for. He seems
1: like a good dude. So, he seems like a real. I'm just yeah. getting to learn, you know, who he yeah. is and everything, and get to know him. But he yeah. looks, he seems like oh, yeah. a good dude, man. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the what the Rebels are able to do on That's that right. football field. Again, we're here with James Jones. We're at Radio Row, man. This is uh, this is this Friday where it's a lot busier than it has been oh, yeah. throughout the course of the week, and of course we got the big game, the Bengals and the Rams the Bengals aren't even supposed to be here right no, they're not. They everyone, not. They everyone not. keeps saying they that not. except for them
7: yeah I mean and they know what type of football team they are man and we, we keep saying it but I mean at the end of the day we know that this is a really good football team and you know I know everybody speaks on Jojo Burrow and, and how special he is in the season he's had comeback player of the year and all that But this defense is big time now. Right. You know what I mean? They got a lot of really good young players that they own a string in the back end. That front seven could get after you. So this game could go either way, and it always could go either way. You know what I'm saying? But when I say that, I mean, if I'm watching this game and the Cincinnati Bengals jump out on the Rams, I'm not surprised if they blow the Rams out. Wow, And I'm not surprised if the Rams blow them out, you know what I mean, strictly because of what Aaron Donald and Von Miller and those boys can do. So this is one of those Super Bowls that you really don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like you really don't know. You don't know what team you're going to get from the Rams. One turnover could change a lot of stuff. So I'm excited to see it, man. But JoJo Burrow and them, man, they're confident. You come back 18 down on the road in Kansas yeah, City against right. Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hills, and Travis Kelsey and those boys, man, who've been there consistently doing it year after year. You know, when you find a way to win that game, you know, confidence is high for them boys right now.
1: Confidence, and is there something to saying that, you know, you just don't know? You don't know any better, so, you know? You You, you, you know what's crazy is that that's another
7: thing I've been talking about because when I came into the league in, in 07, um, my very first year we went 13-3. Uh, and three. Right. Bradford, we're thirteen and three, and everybody's you know around the locker room, and you know you hear the the GMs talk and the the, the scout department talk, and they like, man, we thirteen and three, hell of a season, like. You know, and it's so hard to win. in I mean, winning this league, I'm like, what y'all talking about? Right. I'm like, this it's easy. is easy. You know what <laughs> We all. That's Far what we do. End, 13 and three. I'm like, yeah. it's easy. What y'all talking about? We go to the NFC Championship, losing the NFC Championship, and I'm sad. I'm one game away from the Super Bowl, but I'm like, man, this is easy. We'll just go to the Super Bowl next year. You right. know what I mean? That next year we were six and ten. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it's extremely hard to hard to win in this league. But you're right. They know no better. They're right. not supposed to be here. Yep. Yeah. they playing with House's money, and they don't believe that it's hard to win. They think, right. like, this is how it's supposed to be, man, and that's a tough team to face and tough players to face when they playing like that.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah. I'm excited for the game on Sunday, and uh, I'm excited about the halftime show. Oh, yeah, it's going to be what you think about that halftime show. I mean,
7: I think that's why everybody going to the game, man. That's why my <laughs> wife got me going to the game. She's right. like, I wanna see this halftime show. I'm like, I wanna see it, but I wanna see it from the house. But I'm like, you know, she she diehard LA, Carson, California. So Okay. want to okay. see Snoop and Dre and Kendrick yeah. and all them get up there, Mary J. Blige. So it's gonna be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. I just really wanna see who's gonna steal the show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cause I really think it's gonna be a surprise who's gonna steal the show. I That's got to be going. Hurt Mary. We got to
1: get Hurt Mary. You, you think, Not you, just you, Mary, but hurt, hurt Mary. Hurt, hurt Mary. Mary is, is next level. I think it's going
7: to mess around and be Kendrick or Eminem. and, oh, and it could be. steal the show or something. Yeah. I don't know, man, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, we will see. I'm excited about that. And and, and James, you were a former Raider. You played yeah. with the Silver and Black. Cliff Branch was just uh, yes, sir. announced uh, a Hall of Famer last yeah. night at the Honors. How, how cool is that? From a wide receiver position, you're yeah. a wide receiver. Man, you know just, what Cliff Branch yeah. meant.
7: Yeah, and, and it's long overdue. It's, it's yeah. long overdue, man. I'm extremely excited for him and his family, seeing his family there last night, man. I know Coach. I mean, I know uh, Mark Davis, you know, is yes. extremely excited for him, man. But, you know, whenever a Raider could get in, it, it's awesome. But, I mean, just Cliff, you know, knowing right. what Cliff does. Uh, knowing what he meant to the position at wide receiver, I mean, you always see him going up and making plays in the silver and black. It's a special honor, man. Greatest to greatest to uh, greatest. Really. I mean, you labeled as one of the greatest now, man. Right. That's awesome. Put that gold jacket on.
1: What did what did Cliff Branch, you know, mean to you just as a wide receiver, you know, coming up,
7: you know, to be honest with you, man, when I was coming up, you know, I was I was a big Niner fan. And when I finally got to the Raiders and, and, you know, played for the Raiders and you know, just seeing, you know, you every time you turn on a clip, you seen Cliff going up making a play. You right. know what I mean? Every, and whether it was Mossing somebody, you know, when it wasn't no Mossing. Right, right, right. it was catching the ball and going 80 and all that, you always seen him making plays, man. And I'm just like, dang, man, like I don't I, – I, I know it's highlights, but I ain't never really seen a ball hit the ground when it came to Cliff. And I started asking people, like, man, did Cliff have really good hands? Did Cliff have this? And they just said, man, Cliff was such a professional and such a – such a uh, a crafty guy, and he just perfected his craft, man. Right. And he said, to be honest with you, I ain't never seen a ball hit the ground with right, right. Cliff, man. So it's just a bunch of stories that man, Cliff was really like that, man. So it's an honor.
1: It's awesome, it yeah. is, and and so all the Raider Nation is fired up, pumped up. It's there been it one is. of those things, get Cliff to Canton. Well, that's now it. he's going to be in Canton, there Ohio. So yeah. that's awesome. Well, the Raiders, uh, they have a new head coach, yep. Josh McDaniels. You you've played with Derek Carr. You know yep. what he's about. How do you see that dynamic working out?
7: I love it, man. I I hope that they're able to work together. I hope that they don't get tricky and try to trade DC and all that, because I know it's gonna be some suitors knocking down their door to offer some good stuff for them. Right. But. Derek Carr does what Josh McDaniel's offense really needs, and that's get the ball out of his hands extremely quick. You watch the Tom Bradys, you watch the Jimmy Garoppolo's, you watch the mac and cheese that have been in his offense. You know what I'm saying? They get the ball out of their hands fast. That's the offense. Let's get you in bunch formation. Let's get some movement going. Let's do all that. Let's know exactly where the defense is coming from. Ball out of your hands. Since Derek Carr is coming to the National Football League, that is what he is special out at. Ball out of my hands. You ain't going to be able to sack me because it's going to get out quick. You know. I think when the time that that the Raiders' offense does struggle when you know you hold the ball too long, trying to take these deep, deep shots down the football field. But I think this is going to be a very good marriage, strictly because what Josh McDaniels likes to do on offense, DC does great.
1: You know, and you've always talked very highly about Derek Carr, the way he throws the ball, his yep. accuracy. What makes him so special? I
7: mean, that is it right there, man. Yeah, you know. It's, it's very few quarterbacks in the National Football League that can put the spot, put the ball on the spot to where only his receivers can get it. And D.C. has been like that since he's coming to the National Football League. Yeah. You know, A lot of people think, it's, you know, hey, he, you work on this, work on that. No, I say it's fresh out of the bed, and it's just something that you're blessed with. And he throws the ball with anticipation. It's always on the money. Like I said, it's coming out quick, what receivers like. Get me the ball fast so I got to take none of these hits, right. and I can get in and do what I'm doing. But he's just super active man, super special. Anticipation is there, man, and you know, that's what makes him great.
1: Yeah, he does, he does some good yeah. things with that ball. I mean, he really does. And, you know, Raider Nation, they 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 just want to see him win. They just want to see him man, get over the top. Do, and that's how man. everybody There's is only right? only two teams here. Right.
6: Right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm exactly.
7: They won, they won 10 games in the playoffs. Probably could have had 12, 13 wins. Right. So, I mean, they're in a really good situation, man. You know, Beggars can't be choosy. You know right. What I mean, we, hey. Well, you, you know. know you could be the Bears. You could be the Jaguars. Right. That's not winning. You right. You know what I'm saying? No so. doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Well,
1: and Matt Stafford is, is playing for the Rams. He's in the Super Bowl. He had a lot of losing in Detroit. Yeah. But I, I look at Derek Carr and say he can do the same oh, thing, man. It, if it, not It's all better. about the
7: pieces you have around you, <laughs> right. man, and, and the culture you have around you, you know. And still, Matthew Stafford has made a lot of plays, you know, to put his team in this in this game. You know right. what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's the people around you, you know. And I, when I talk about Derek Carr, I'm like, man, Raider Nation is always on him so hard. I'm like, this dude is at the 32nd ranked defense. Right. Seven eight times in his career he only been in the league nine years you know what i'm right. saying like he can't not do it by himself you yeah. know what i'm saying obviously there's some really good players are on the defensive end that's helping him out now but like this is a team thing you yeah. know aaron Rodgers has one ring you know right. what i'm saying right you know dan marino been to the super bowl once and ain't never been back right you know what right I'm yeah like, that's real you know i was looking at something the other day and they were like man it's it's only what five, six quarterbacks that have two Super Bowl rings? Wow. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like yeah. it's hard to get there. It's hard to yeah. win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you cannot do it by yourself.
1: You no, know I mean? no, and, and it,
7: pieces around.
1: And I think that they're going to continue to build the build the team, build the roster. They got the beautiful stadium there yeah. in, in Vegas. You well, know everything yeah. is going down. So I, I think it's going to get where, where it needs to be. So before I let you go, uh, real quick on the game, Bengals Rams. Ooh, where's your gut? Where's your gut man, leaning right man. now?
7: My gut's leaning for the Bengals. Okay, I mean. My mind is telling me no. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, I know where you're going. Mind, yeah, I know my where mind you're going. Is telling me no, but uh, no. Um, uh, I really don't know how the Rams blow this. Right, I don't. Yeah, but i I just think it's the Bengals' time, man. And you know when it's, when, when it's like that, and it's, you know all the things is lining up for you to get this thing done. I just, I think JoJo go Burrow go make a couple plays, man. Yeah, in this game.
1: There it is right there. That was James Jones from Friday, and uh, you heard him right there. His gut feeling told him the Bengals were going to win. They did not. The Rams got the victory, but uh, Joe Burrow gave it everything he got, but getting sacked seven times ain't going to get it. Ain't going to get it done. This dude got sacked 71 times in the course of the season and the playoffs. 71. 51 of them were in the regular season, so he got 20. In the playoffs.
4: Because I saw the graphic on, on SportsCenter ESPN, but it was just like, that's third most all-time. Right. And then I was like, who got sacked more than that? Right. I guarantee they weren't in the Super Bowl. Exactly. David Carr is <laughs> rookie year. That Houston right. Jackson team. Exactly. 16 games. Right. 76 times. That's Ooh.
1: incredible. Incredible. So, uh, yeah, that, that offensive line for the Bengals, man, they've really got to put in work. They got sacked. Burrow did get sacked seven times and almost still found a way to win that game. That last play of the game, he almost completed it. Almost, almost. And I'll tell you, there's some plays that I think that the Bengals will look back at and say, "Why in the hell did we call this play? If I'm going down, if I'm losing, I'm not going down with Samaj P. Ryan as the, as the guy who's running the rock on third and one. Third and one. Right. Shotgun. Right. I, it drives me crazy, but but teams do it all the time. But how many times? And and Raider Nation should. And I, I felt I felt some kind of way when I saw it happen. You know, there was that big, deep, long pass to Jamar Chase that uh, he made that nice catch over Jalen Ramsey. Settle for three. You know, the, the, the Bengals had a, a nice turnover that they created. Settle for three. How many times did they get there and it was a negative four-point possession? How many times did we talk about that with the Raider games? You can't, you're not going to win that way. You're ultimately not going to win the big game if you have too many possessions where you're settling for minus four points. The Raiders did it a lot throughout the course of the year, and they still found a way to win ten games. The Bengals did it and still almost found a way to win the Super Bowl. You get a couple touchdowns instead of field goals. You punch that thing in, you're winning this game. You absolutely are. And I'll tell you what happened. They had that turnover, and they were down in, in, uh, in, the, ter- in the Rams territory. And I told anyone who would listen, throw the ball immediately into the end zone. Throw the ball immediately into the end zone. We talk about it all the time on the show. And what did they do? They ran the rock. First down's was a waste because they didn't get anything. Second down, bad play. Third down, nothing good. Field goal. Can't win that way. Cannot win that way. Four fourteen is the time when we come back. Want to give you the odds on what the what the what the guys in the desert think, what the wise guys think as far as the Raiders and their chances of winning the Super Bowl Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's going to be played in Arizona, Glendale, Arizona to be exact. We'll do that next. Plus, we'll take your calls and texts at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Sam and Ash text line at six nine one eight seven. Keyword R N R. This is still unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty.